0: Thank you for listening in to Group Talk, a monthly conversation designed to wrestle through vital issues in leading small group leaders. Group Talk is hosted by Carolyn Takeda and is a product of the Small Group Network, a network of small group point people that exists to build relationships, share ideas, and help one another become more intentional at accomplishing the tasks God's laid before us. If you like what you hear, we encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com. Welcome to Groove Talk. Happy New Year, and thank you for joining us. Well, we've often heard the leadership axiom, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. Um, Benjamin Franklin actually said that, but we often see that in the leadership blog sphere and in Christian world as well. And we know that it's true, that planning is really, really important, and we have the best intentions, yet the urgency of our daily stuff on our plate, the different hats we wear, um, each day kind of crowds out some of the long-term planning that we may have wanted to do. So today we're going to look at what are the critical pieces to planning for our new ministry year, um, and we're going to help ourselves set goals for 2015. And our guest today is Pastor Steve Gladen. He's a small group pastor um, for 20-plus years at uh, Saddleback Church and also the founder of Small Group Network. So welcome, Steve. Happy New Year. Thank you for being here.
1: Uh, Carolyn, it's great to start the new year off with you, so fun to be here.
0: Well, let me just give you a brief bio about Steve. Uh, Most of you are familiar with him, but he, as I said, has been the pastor of small groups at Salback Church, where he oversees um, strategic launch and development of over 5,000 adult small groups on multiple campuses. Um, He's also authored Small Groups with Purpose and Leading Small Groups with Purpose. Um, He's the expert to experts, and probably one of the most influential voices in small groups ministry. And he mentors dozens and dozens of ministry leaders um, across the world, including me. So I'm very blessed to have him in my life. And he's passionate about building um, this community, this small group network, so that we all have one another as resources and we can help each other so we don't stand alone. So thank you for being with us again. In, In a way, when we talked about this last uh, fall, we want to do a kind of a two-parter with uh, Steve. In December, we talked um, together about the aspects of leading ourselves well. And as he pointed out in December, that taking care of our souls and leading ourselves well in the different four areas of our lives is critical to leading our ministries and perhaps the first step. So if you missed that December group talk, we encourage you to go on our smallgroupnetwork.com website as well as our Small Group Network Facebook, and you can um, catch up with Steve's um, thoughts on that, and that was really helpful. And so today, it's a new year, it's a new day, it's in January, so it's a great time to make resolutions and make plans for the ministry year. So Steve, if you can get us started on this, and maybe listeners, um, you might want to grab a fresh piece of paper or open a new screen on your computer and think about this as like a mini, mini workshop. Um, Perhaps it can help you jot down some ideas as God stirs your thoughts um, for this year and your ministry context, Um, even if you've already started to make plans, hopefully, um, but maybe this will jog some other other new ideas and thoughts, so we hope it will be helpful to you. So, Steve, I know you are a planner um, because I've been on the the receiving end, and you think ahead and you vision ahead, and so um, please walk us through kind of what your planning and goal-setting process is uh, for your ministry at Saddleback.
1: Well I, I think one of the, the the main things that we we have to start off with is, is understanding when you look through uh the Bible you can see that um, you know vision is a key key uh before you can you can even start uh implementing or doing anything that you want to in your your ministry and so part of you know that that lies so much in the heart and the soul of who you are and the leadership of your church so, I mean that's an important place um uh you know to begin with and it's my staff have heard this uh in nauseam of cause I always <laughs> say uh, you know vision without implementation is hallucination and when you look at ecclesiastes uh, five six it says dreaming without doing is foolishness so but and it's important for us to understand we're always going to fall on you know, we tend to be on one side on a dominant side, either we're we're heavy on the doing and the planning or we're heavy on the vision casting and, you know, the dreaming side of where the ministry is going. And so it's important for you to realize who you are and what role you play in your church, To understanding you've got to have both of them. So if you're more of a planner, you want to get a visionary around you, or if you're more of a visionary, you need to get a planner around you. And and if you're a little bit of both then you need to compliment yourself and, and, you know in the execution area. So it's going to be important that you as the point leader, if, if you don't know what what's that next hill you want to take, where's the vision of where you go, what's the goal, the macro goal of what you want to make happen, then you need to either lean into your senior leadership or, or your lead pastor and, and figure out uh, that equation. So uh, but once what well, we're focusing on a little bit more on this one is going to be uh, a little more on the doing and implementing side. So, if uh, that's enough, Carolyn, I'll just jump into sure. you, know, uh, a, a, you know a you know the big piece of what we do. Now, for whatever you know your church, wherever you're at, you know we're all on different cyclical cycles. Some of us are in that that fall. Fall is kind of like the start of your new year for some of you. January is the start of your the new year of your church calendar. So cyclically, leak, you, you just need to figure out, you know, where you're at. But regardless of that, I would want to say there is uh, a couple broad pieces that I just want to mention in, in small group ministry. One is in the ministry itself, uh, there's the end in mind that is always your, your, your prize, what you're trying to race towards, what you're trying to get. It's a it's when everything is distilled down. This is what uh, we are about, and it's important for you as a church and as a ministry to know what that is. And the guardrails that kind of keep you to- towards that destination are going to be, you know, the guardrail that's a cognitive side. You know how you're doing your training, your tools, um, technology, uh, your curriculum pathway. Um, that's the cognitive side and then there's the relational side which is your infrastructure and all those and i mentioned those two guardrails because they play a key component in what we do at saddleback in in setting up uh our our goals and our plans and so one of the things i do is i pull each one of our campuses away for a two-day retreat now for a lot of you you're you're just you know say hey i'm a volunteer and i'm just doing this on my own Uh, in the same the same methodologies can work for you. The, the important leadership principle I'd want you to understand is that in order to think about the church, many times you need to get away from the church. So this is something that you're not going to be able to do in your office. You've got to get away so you have fresh approaches and fresh ideas.
0: Now, when you, you do when I, that, Steve, when you pull them away, do you already have in mind the, the prize and the end that you want them to get to, or – are you pretty open-ended about that and you guys build that together or what's the thinking behind that?
1: Well, it's a great question. And, um, for us, we've kind of already worked through that and that's one of the things Rick is very clear on, you know, what the prize is at the end of the thing, of the tunnel. Uh, and so that it's one of the questions. And when we do this, uh, this, this workshop, we do it for other churches. Um, with our accelerate conference, and that, which is
0: like a like a two to three day thing we're gonna do it in twenty minutes, <laughs>
1: yeah, but but what we do with that one is we do walk them through their their vision and their mission because it's important for them to understand that in our language. it's more you know it's it's our vision and our purpose statement uh, because you know purpose driven <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's a matter of but you do have to understand what it is because. If you don't know where your church is going, how in the world can you plan? I, I just don't – I I can't wrap myself around trying to figure out how do I move a ministry forward if I don't know where forward is. And um, so – but I would say it's going to be important. And to answer your question, Carolyn, yes, when we get away with our teams, uh, our, our – you know, from our different campuses, we are clear on the end in mind. And that's what uh, accelerates – the planning process for us.
0: Okay, so question. you so you have. Um, I really liked how you put the guardrails, the, both the cognitive and the relational piece, um, and then you line those up with the, the price. Can you give us a, an example of what the price might look like? The end in mind. Um, is it a really big like um, big, broad, visionary thing, like you know, disciple people kind of thing, oh, no. or connect the maximum number of people, or is it something more um, tangible and measurable?
1: Well, it's got to be short so everyone can at least remember it, and that's to balance the Great Commission and the Great Commandment at the heart of every person and every group uh, at Saddleback. So it, that's big and broad, but then what we do is we, we look at, in our planning process, we look at how the cognitive guardrail and the relational guardrail help maximize everything we do to get to that end in mind.
0: And is that how you pick your theme then for each year? I noticed um, posted online on smallgroupnet.net um, as well as actually recently you posted on the small group network Facebook page too. You have these themes that come with um, little reminders for each year, and I pulled up a few. So 2010, uh, your theme was "Fan into Flame: The Gift of God," and then you had a coin. For your team with it and then 2011 was aligned to the goal and there's a verse as well as a little um, item to remind people and then 2014 was the compass with lead do you have one for 2015 and then how do you develop that
1: well you know and part of that's my responsibility as you know the the lead of you know where our global campuses are going and so that that is something I work on you know, long before we even head into 2015. And so uh, the the second week of 2015, I do a team retreat and I help them understand, you know, we've already set in motion the goals uh, that we're working on. And I'll back up and kind of walk you through what we do. But then throughout the year, there is usually a um, some pieces on our team that we need sharpened fundamentals that we need sharpened to be able to execute on the goals and so part of what I do is um, you know not sound too churchy you know I kind of (laughs) get away and uh, you know it's a couple month process sometimes it's quicker sometimes it's longer where I just feel where our team is at as a broad team um, you know on our various campuses and maybe even more specific on the lake forest campus and being able to say, okay, what do we need to sharpen in, you know, 2015? So actually, uh, because we're going through a process where we're onboarding a lot of new team members, we, uh, our theme is uh, is team, and, you know, how do you play a critical part in that team? And then I break team down into an acrostic, which kind of <laughs> helps us, of course. It helps us to focus. On different aspects. And then in our weekly team meeting, we do a 45-minute weekly team meeting, Um, I have every person do a devotional on our team from our admins to the people who work on the cognitive guardrail to the people that work on the relational guardrail. Everybody does a devotional throughout the 52 weeks. And um, and they will pick an aspect, in this case, uh, for 2015, they will pick an aspect of our team team, and they will they will do a devotional either on tenacity or on engagement or on attitude or on motivation, which are the the four big buckets that we work on. so uh, inside of our goals, you've always got to keep your your team and that would be your volunteer team in this case focused on saying, how do I um, you know keep them Excited, refreshed, moving forward, trying to make you know our goals happen.
0: So this is part of um, a big piece, actually, of your spiritual leadership of your your team, and then hopefully that flows out then from your volunteer leaders onto your small group leaders and onward.
1: Yeah. So actually, if I if I, if you could think of like in a concentric circle at the very core is your your volunteer team who has put together your goals and aspirations for uh, uh 2015 um and for for them I I have you know a team theme that kind of you know helps us uh you know work on those gift sets that I feel our team is lagging in uh and, and needs to work on a, on a little bit better outside of that um you know, when we talk about huddles, that where we're either huddling, you know, part, different parts of our infrastructure, uh, we have, you know, uh, those teachings and and huddle experiences, they work on sharpening, you know, different aspects of small group ministry life. But then laid on top of that is um, we have some, some broad goals uh, that we're trying to work on. So, not to make this sound overwhelming it's it's really not as <laughs> i'm
0: drawing i'm drawing all kinds of concentric circles <laughs> <laughs> well
1: it, it it's just that it it it's more one where um uh the, the the team themes are kind of self you know i'll i'll do the team day away and i'll I'll kind of lead through uh those aspects that I'll talk about um you know on the team acrostic the, and then the daily devotionals kind of you know Uh, further accentuate that and help them see that they're part of the team. In our huddles that, you know, we do with our community leaders, which may be coaches for other people, and uh, and that we do for, you know, our small group leaders, they are more aspects out of who Saddleback is and how we're trying to balance the Great Commission and the Great Commandment in individuals and in groups. And uh, a lot of that is just wrapped up in, uh, the books that I've written, and, and you know the aspects of who we are. Do you do
0: but, you find do you find at that level that year to year, um, it's not that different? Um,
1: it, exactly. I think you're you're hitting on it because these people are volunteers, and what they need to do is just be reminded of the fundamentals of group life and what we expect out of that and it's a great you know adage of people don't do what you expect they do what you inspect and so it's just a it's a nice gentle way to keep reminding people here's what we want to do and here are fresh new examples of how we want to make it happen
0: well you know i bring that up because I get bored with our trainings because I'm because 'cause I'm the one doing them and I'm thinking this is so repetitive, it must be so boring to people. Um and I'm so surprised when I hear from leaders, wow, that was really helpful. Even our veteran leaders, for the exact reason you just said, which is they're not thinking about this forty hours a week. Um mm-hmm. they're just going along their life and this is one little piece of it and so they do need to be reminded of the fundamentals. So um I think repeating the highlights and reminding them of why we do what we do is probably the most valuable piece of our training. Even though it seems redundant, um, you know, semester after semester, year after year, I, I go back to, okay, that's what they need.
1: <laughs> yeah. And vision leakage is so common. In um, Nehemiah you knows only a 52 day project and day 26, they're already off course. And that was, you know, because of distractions from the outside world, which are, Sure. Very prevalent to uh, every one of our group leaders that are have their own lives that they're living and doing, uh, but but also it's just because I think one of the biggest leadership mistakes that we do is exactly what you just mentioned, and I go through the same thing, is I get tired of it, <laughs> and so you know when I get tired of it, I'm just like going, uh, I just forget that you know with our staff and with our volunteers and that are you know shepherding our group leaders and, uh, and then, then our group leaders is that it's still fresh for them and it's still, you know, exciting for them. And part of that happens when you, you give some fresh new ways to implement ideas and give stories. Yes. You can't forget stories were one of the prime examples, ways that Jesus taught. So you keep stories in front of them in fresh ways um, that kind of helps them
0: out. I noticed you mentioned um, that part of with the goal setting, uh, even as well as your training with the, in the huddles, is that you look at measures that you may have been lagging in. Is this when you do a, a look back at the year, previous year and consider kind of your wins as well as um, areas that need improvement, and then you implement those in there, or do you just kind of start fresh?
1: No, I mean it, it's both and. Uh, I mean, and that's so so often the case in ministry that you know it, it, there is a both and element. You look back, you look ahead, and and part of that is uh, we as the leaders always have to be making uh, harder calls, both on personnel and on goals, to be able to say, you know, are you doing what we're we're trying to do? And that's why in our retreat away, when we go through our planner we we write down goals and then we um monthly when i meet with each one of the um small group pastors from each one of our campuses and and again we deal with multi campuses but sure. even for those of you that you know you're the sole person there unless you write it down there's no way to measure uh, you, you can't manage what you can't measure. So you've got to be able to put measurable goals. We, we use a very common business term, you know, smart goals, um, you know, that are simple, that are measurable, that, you <laughs> know, are way- <laughs> well, Hey, that's not from us, that's from, from more from business, but it's, <laughs> it's one of the things where you, you want to pick simplistic goals that, you know, wherever you're, you're lacking and to kind of go in that area there are generally some different areas that we like to inspect with every one of our small group ministries, what number, regardless of what campus it's, it's on. And we want to look at, you know, connection, you know, how well are we connecting, you know, how well are we, uh, you know, starting new groups or, you know, being great with customer service. We like to look at our discipleship or our growth plan, which is usually your end in mind, but how well are we executing on that? Are we giving our people tools? Do they have the tools? Uh, You know, how are we uh, measuring those things and, and trying to aspect of that? We look at leadership development, uh, you know, being able to say, how are we, you know, looking, how are we filling the funnel? How are we making sure that we're developing leaders and, You know, are they on the pathway, and are they are they moving through that? Uh, We look at a a fourth area called you know reaching, which is you know how what's our reach look like, and and where we at in some areas, and you know where we at in other areas, and some people don't even know what they're reaching towards, and so that may be the first goal. You define your your community that you're trying to reach into. Um, And then the important one of uh, not that the other four weren't, but, you know, (laughs) uh, is, is sustaining, you know, how are, how are we sustaining me as the leader, uh, which we talked about last month? Uh, How are we sustaining the ministry? How is it sustaining inside our church culture? Uh, So many different aspects of sustaining, but we will literally go through, um, you know, five critical questions on each one of those areas just to say, you know, how are you doing in this area? Do you need to fine-tune it? Do you need to broaden it? Do you need to – what do you need to do? And and it, every church is going to be different. Uh, but usually those five buckets are areas that we tend to kind of look at when we're doing our macro planning for a year to say, well, what are we doing well in and what are we aren't doing well in? So we can kind of, you know, figure out how we want to sharpen those those areas. And then monthly, um, you know, we will sit down as a team um, and kind of evaluate, you know, what are we working on out of all those goals? Because you can't work on 20 goals at one crack, um, you know, but what are maybe two or two goals that we're trying to focus on this month. and So
0: you break it down yeah. for with actual numbers or timelines?
1: Yeah, we uh, actually, we go through the process of saying, hey, here are all the goals we would love to do. And then we put them on a calendar. And, you know, no surprise, it changes throughout the year because uh, the church is a living organism and it's just not predictable. It's just like when you're raising kids, you're trying to, You're trying to kind of map out how you want to raise your kids and, but because of twists and turns that life gives, you know, sometimes what you were planning to talk about much later in life, you're talking earlier in life, uh, depending whether that's character or integrity or sex or, you know, development or, you know, wherever it's at in their, in their life. And so in the same way, it's good for you to look at your ministry and say, wow, what would I dream and what would be the obstacles and what would be a goal I'd want to set. Uh, but then to be able to say, okay, out of all those dreams and everything, what's one you want to make happen in January. And so often it's hard to figure out what's one thing you want to do when you don't have anything to pick from. So Mm -hmm. there's, it's okay to have lots of different goals in different areas, because uh, what I have found personally is some of the goals I think are the most critical. Sometimes God, in our culture, brings them brings a different goal to the limelight because that's the timing that God has, and it's never the timing I have. So
0: I just <laughs> well, you know, to be you bring up. Well, there's such a huge point. I think sometimes with goal setting, um, people, especially those of us who like order um, and executing, that we kind of go, okay, well, this is the goal, and we keep marching. But what you're bringing up is so key that we have to stay flexible to the Holy Spirit, to what God's doing in our church, to different leadership challenges that come up. But how do you do that in a way uh, that kind of still honors the bigger picture of what you've already um, dreamed and planned together? earlier in the in earlier in the season. For example, I, I think sometimes leaders get accused of moving the goal point uh goal posts. Um and then at the end of the year saying, Hey, we reached it because along the way we flex so much that now we look like a success and no one wants to be doing that, because um, we know. But somehow there needs to be a balance of maintaining kind of the goal and the plan that's been set, but at the same time remaining flexible. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and and I think you know part of it is just as if you've ever coached any team, you, you understand that you know you just don't have a winning season every time, or you don't win the championship every year. And but part of goal setting for for me is realizing uh, sometimes goals don't work out, and part of that process is you know was it the wrong goal, or um, to, does is the is God using that to help teach me that maybe personnel needs to shift a little bit different or you know or maybe I need to make a goal a little bit more attainable uh, because I shot too high um, so I don't see I never see um, defeat or not hitting a goal as something I've already I've always got to look pretty at the end of the year uh, because sometimes we don't uh, there have been years in my you know 17 years here at Saddleback there's been years when we haven't grown and what's your what's true in ministry is you always go through growth and consolidation and growth years are always fun you're adding new groups you're adding new leaders I mean that stuff is always great but no one no ministry moves at a 45 degree angle into the right all the time it's in the consolidation is where God is is you know solidifying the infrastructure and the leadership to be able to say um, you know I'm building you up for a bigger harvest that is coming, and and that's the work of the ministry that is talked about throughout the the New Testament, and what we have to understand is in the consolidation years is when you find out what you're made out of mm-hmm. and what your team is made out of, and so. Sometimes, you know, and this we are in a consolidation year uh, right now. This is a year where uh, it's not going to be a fun, sexy year for our team. It's a year of rebuilding. It's a year of firming up some of the fundamentals that have slipped away from us. It's, it's going back to some of the goals that may seem like a step back, but because of, you know, where we have, you know, uh, seen some slippage um, or where I have seen the slippage through, you know, doing the inspection, we just got a course correct. And, uh, I'm actually very excited about this year, although the numbers won't be off the charts and, you know, it won't be all that wow and pow, but there is going to be a a great opportunity of reshaping the future. So I'm already looking at 2016 going, you know, that is a year where we're going to have harvest. And, um, and whenever you have a harvest, we always tend to forget there's a lot of planting. And there's a lot of watering that happens, and um, sometimes there's weeding that needs to happen, too. So part of that goal setting is you just got to be able to think through, you know, where is it I want to go with my ministry? So, you know, before you talk about a team theme and before you talk about huddles, um, I would just focus on saying, if I could just get away and look at how well am I connecting How well do I know my discipleship plan? How well am I doing on leadership development? How well am I reaching? How well am I sustaining my ministry? In fact, if you just look at those areas and think through the questions of saying, oh, you know, what would I dream about in 2015? What are the obstacles that would stop that dream? And then what would be an action plan that I could set in that, you know, I could at least try to at least get something on the paper. And if you do that with a team of people, I have found I never have the the best idea all the time, although I like to think that That's
0: shocking. Uh, but I find, I, I'm shocked
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what's great is that with a team with people around you, when you go through that process, they will um you know you'll find out the collective whole sometimes God will use through different giftings and imagination and things like that to think through. You know things that you could set forward that would you know just change you know who you are. So it's just a it's a great tool that I would say I would focus on that, and then try to think through. Okay, once you, you get you know those five areas and you get a couple goals in each one, then pick one and just say, how can I how can I try to do that? And and maybe it's uh, as simple as you know w- we haven't connected anybody into a group. Maybe let's connect you know five percent of our congregation into a group or maybe let's start three new groups um because what i found out is our ministry is all about longevity paul talks about running the the race and when you're running the race it's a it's it's always for the long haul so you know don't worry about how small your your goal is or the victory is because there's always going to be time for bigger goals and and, and bigger victories uh, that will be before you.
0: That's a really good word. Actually, I think those five areas, and hopefully um, if you have a document that has those questions that, that your team works through for those five areas, that would be great to for us to have as a resource. Otherwise, I'll just summarize the five because um, I wrote them down because I'm thinking I'm, I need to be doing this. Um, the other thing I hear you saying as we wrap up, Steve, is that you're – you you and your team um after you put goals on paper uh, it seems like every month or even weekly you guys are pulling that out and reexamining where things are going it seems like there's a lot of um assessments along the way um uh, and that's an area i think of discipline that um a lot of us kind of let slip as things get busy um is that correct and that you're examining a monthly weekly Along the way, and constantly um, tweaking your metrics uh, to match what your goals are
1: yeah and and I would say i'm the I'm the chief person that would say i am i I love to stay focused on what's ahead and hate to get into the the weeds with you know things that you know need to happen. So one of the things I have to do is I set a monthly time for uh, all of our teams to get together to look at the goals. Um, and by putting it on the calendar, it at least forces me to look at it and to go, um, you know, I don't want to look stupid in front of all my peers. Uh, so <laughs> let's, uh, let's say, uh, you know, put it in a great motivator. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, you know, shame and guilt, you know, let's look.
0: You're that former, for, former uh, legalist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. well. <laughs>
1: so, but you got to, but you, if you're not that way, then you've got to put it on the calendar. But yeah if you just do it and put it on a shelf you're not doing anybody any any service but here's the thing i would say that will surprise you and i've seen this in my personal uh health plan and i've seen this in our small group ministry plan is that when you look back over the years you'll be shocked at the number of goals that you hit now will you hit all of them no i mean uh we 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 set out forth we always you know and there's no rhyme or reason to this, but we set 20 goals that we want to, we would pray God would give us through the year. Wow. And, um, but do we hit all of them? No, we don't. But the thing that we do is, you know, at the end of a year, when we look back at what's been written on paper, we're like going, well, you know, we've done, you know, we haven't done them all, but we sure did a lot more than we remembered because there's always the ahas of going, Oh yeah, I remember that. And, you know, so quickly because so life moves Life moves so quickly is that we forget all the things we did do. And okay. um, that's, you know, so often you go, I don't want to write it down because, it, you know, we may not hit it. But you'll find out when you write it down that you'll hit a few more of your goals than you thought you ever did hit. And and that's good for you to lead up with church leadership and saying, hey, you're probably like me. You forgot what happened in 2014. Let me recap what happened in 2014, because you've been tracking it and following it along.
0: That's a great, a great idea. Um, you're right. I mean, I have just reminded that in the Old Testament, God uses um, the word remember over and over. He's always telling the Israelites remember. And I think we do. We have a really short-term memory about what God has done, because we tend, as leaders, to be forward-looking. Um, yep. And it's so encouraging, and it's so important that we remind our teams and encourage them as we leave them, uh, of what God has already done last year and the years before and how he's going to be faithful in the year ahead, because um, ultimately it's God that does that. But our part is to to be disciplined, really, and to look at those areas and not be afraid of um, pulling that sheet out once a month. I like that. I like the idea of having a set meeting just for that, because our team meetings tend to get – um, cluttered with the day-to-day stuff and mm-hmm. urgent stuff. So that makes a lot of sense to me. It's very helpful. Um, a lot of what you said, Steve, is really helpful. I think I'm going to have to listen to this whole group talk myself again because now I can't even read my notes. <laughs> I am like four pages going with all sorts of of graphs and writing on it, um, and I really need to hear this. And hopefully this is helpful to our listeners as well. So thank you so much. God bless you, Steve.
1: All right. Well, this uh, again, if people – have questions, you know, they can always email me at Steve at saddleback dot com and, you know, we'll try and serve people as best as we can
0: yeah and actually if um people have questions we really hope you'll post on the facebook page when it goes up don't be shy i know there's a lot of people on that page but everyone has most people have the same questions um, you do so if you're wondering okay this to sound dumb it doesn't um so we'd love to see some more interaction on the page and so um steve can answer questions and interact on the facebook group page as well as um on smallgroupnetwork.com. This will be uploaded there if you want to listen to it more than once, um, like I will have to. And you can also follow Steve, of course, on um, Twitter at Steve Mayden, as well as on his personal Facebook. Um, So thank you for listening to Group Talk and hope this helps you as you plan for 2015. God bless. See you next time. Thank you for listening in to Group Talk, a monthly conversation designed to wrestle through vital issues in leading small group leaders. If you like what you hear, we encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com.